0: No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you are not watching on Twitch, uh, intelligence that uh, we're receiving from our ground sources here Mm -hmm. on the uh, Gresh and Fourier program uh, say that a one thirty on Twitch, Christian Fourier yeah. has something. Well, I will say this. Um, Do you want to? Like, no, I'll just listen. I was a private he's even investigator. This from me, as I well. was. I was a private investigator back in my early my early days in high school, working for my dad. And uh, there was a lot of rumblings going on yesterday and this morning about something that was taking from our our like, little prep room, our little jock lounge, if you want to call it. I think we should call it. It's either a jock lounge or a bullpen. A bullpen on is how you fine, okay, yeah. but something was taken. Mm-hmm. A lot of people complaining and I actually... There's a lot I of complaining. I actually... Cracked the case, oh, and oh, I oh, will oh, tell oh, you. Oh, and I actually have a video of the culprit. Video? So wait a minute. At wait a wait a one minute. thirty, how I did, have a. I know people. How do you know? There's, this, there's cameras all throughout there's cameras. this building. Because I'm up, I'm always up to no good, so I know where to hide from the cameras. Oh. Okay. So I found my new best wow. friend Mingles. Who was when you, there was, who's when a, you b- shove people into a bubbler. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's happen. what happens. So no, I actually have. The video at one thirty. I'm going to give you a black and white, grainy video of the culprit. Wait, black and it, white? They yes. No, not color. No, it's not colored, no. It, it, in real time with the evidence in hand, walking out of the building. I'm excited for nah, this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, this is this is something. so folie. And, Meg- and, big- and Megan, I've got to get Megan on here because she's actually the victim in this crime. Really? She is the victim. I don't know if she even knows it yet, or maybe she hasn't realized what was taken from her. But she's the victim. Well, the Twitch chat is very excited. 130. Took a lot of work to get this video. I'm gonna I tell you. I was just here. gonna say Spare a lot of a lot of effort. I was wondering during it while we were doing the show. I was just gonna say I was wondering why, <laughs> whenever we we're like putting the show together, all of a sudden you like dipped and left and you were down in the corner office yeah. for like twenty minutes, and Turp and I were like, Where'd this yeah. guy go? Yeah. All right. So apparently you were sleuthing. Yeah. yeah. Moonlighting, whatever. All right. All right, so one thirty that'll someone's uh, not gonna be happy that'll, about uh, that. will be I'm up red-handed. on uh, t- somebody people are already red handed. It's Greg Hill. Yeah, <laughs> Jack- oh, I got him. We got Jackson, you're done, and yeah. then it's Greg Hill, and then they're now calling you Christian Stabler for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, like uh it's like the playing Clue, which oh. I've never played, <laughs> but I know who it was so you found in the one. jock lounge <laughs> with the evidence, which I'm not gonna say with the evidence, because it would give it away. I'm really proud of myself for this. Like, <laughs> I got someone in the building to pull a video. Yeah. And then I don't know what. the All right. So we'll get to it at uh, one thirty. because We got to get to uh, Thomas Dimitrov. Yeah. How much did uh, I'm trying to remember how far Dimitrov went back yeah. with the Patriots before he went to Atlanta. He was around when you were there, I think. Right, I don't even remember him. Really, I don't. I mean, that doesn't mean if he was a scout. When you just look at, I was trying to find like wh- what he actually did and when he was with the Patriots. So he was in New England, and yeah, in 2000, he was a national scout. So I never would have seen him. He was the director of college yeah. scouting from 03 to 07. Yeah, I never would have seen him. I was there when he was there, but I, I, I he may have rolled around, you know, on the sideline during camp. Or something like that during a practice. He's those a well guys put together, well coiffed man. Oh yeah, Dresses he's definitely well, hair yep, looks good. All yep. the time. He yeah, he looks the part, right? Um, but no, but then he obviously uh, after uh, uh, you know director of college scouting, he was a general manager for the Atlanta Falcons, and now he's doing this thing called some uh, summer sports or something like that, where he does something <laughs> where I don't know what it's called, like, uh, analytics it's department, something like, like that. summer stock. Yeah. Eh, I don't know, but he like a lot of data driven information that he is going to be providing. To, like, professional teams. Just short of it there. So, it basically, it's a fancy consulting firm. Yeah. Not yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dimitrov from 08 to uh, 2020 was the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. So, he has a bit of a history of building an organization with a young quarterback. Uh, a guy who, you know, it's really interesting. We talked about LeBron being the savior of a region. Matt Ryan walked in the door in Atlanta right when they needed him coming off of all the Michael Vick stuff, and he became the guy that that uh, Dimitrov and ultimately Scott Pioli really ended up uh, investing in. But here is Thomas Dimitrov talking to Curran uh, and Perry on the Patriots Talk podcast about Mac Jones and kind of where he is at at this point in his football life. I don't think he's meh. I think you can. I think
1: you can continue to work with him. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. That coach is so important. I.e., I'm talking about the coordinator. Yep. Having people who have a really strong offensive mind around him and an understanding of, of, of course, offense and quarterbacks, I always think is really, really important. Nothing against Joe and Matt. I, I, I really like those guys, and they're really smart, of course. Yep. But I do believe you can work with someone. People are going to have an up and down year, right? This was a sophomore year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in that. that. That does happen. People come back in. We have massively intelligent D coordinators out there who will run rush over the next year when they have a full year under their you know in under their their, their purview yep. to watch and see how they can rattle someone like that. And I think I look. I think he can continue to build with them. There aren't that many out there. Remember, we have to remember that there are years where there are hardly any quarterbacks. So what he's done, I think, is solid. I know it, your your fan base was agitated.
0: Okay, so that to me, this everything I really wanted to talk about, like the fact that. The, the criticism towards Mac and the the challenges that he was presented in his second year after playing so well, I love the fact that they said, hey, uh, what? No, no, <laughs> I'm just I'm giggling at the uh, – I'm just trying to think of what second-year quarterback handed someone who was as much of a rube as Matt Patricia. But go ahead. Well, no, I, I was going to get to that. That's part of it. So think about that, it. That's why I'm giggling. So, so I like the fact that he co-signed on the sophomore slump is a thing. So yeah. even under the best set of circumstances, the sophomore slump is a thing. Not because I'm tired, and no, because they have a full year to figure you out. Mm-hmm. Now you know you're not surprising anybody. They 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 game plan against what your your obvious strengths and weaknesses, and then they have tape. And if you're a division opponent, they have you know two games you know of a film on you. Yep. So there's, there's just it's just a and then the expectations are obviously higher and it's really difficult to even live up to them because they're just unrealistic you know and then and then the fact that there's people who are yelling his career about get rid of him get rid of them. there's not a lot be careful what you wish for you could be the buffalo bills and all their quarterbacks you could be the cleveland browns and all their quarterbacks you could be the miami dolphins you could be the jets the fact that you have what seems to be like a you know a uh like a, a good quarterback at the at the baseline he's good He's serviceable. You know you can make the playoffs with him. Yes, you can make the playoffs with him. He's not – I'm sorry, he doesn't run a 4-2. Okay, he's not a tailback – He's not six seven. Okay? He doesn't run left yeah. and throw it right Sorry. 90 yards but, out of his anus. Yeah, but think about, like, imagine going back into that whole market, like looking for a quarterback, uh, analyzing them, trying to find the right guy from the right system yeah, and the right good, mentality. Good freaking luck, luck good right? Good luck this year. Right? There's a couple at the top, but after the top uh, 10 picks, forget about it. Yeah, and I it. love the fact that and he you're, said you're drafting projects. Yeah, and he said, like, some years there's there's none. Yeah, okay, so the what what the Mel Kuypers of the world would say, here's four. Here's four of them. I went like this. Here's four. Well. Okay, here's four. If you know Mel, that yeah. would work. Here's four. <laughs> and even like the best out of the four, eh. I mean, look at I, the- I, but I need a quarterback. i got to take somebody. Look at the top three this year, you know? You could look at uh, Stroud from Ohio State. Yeah. Yo, the Alabama got, kid. You got the Alabama kid. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Right. Oh, uh Bryce Young. Bryce Young. And then Will Levis from Kentucky. Those are the guys yeah. that are being talked about of being high end first round picks. And it's after yeah. that forget about and it's it. So Everybody's funny. all over the board. So, Bryce Young wins, a national, win, wins the national when the when's the Heisman trophy, right? The next year he's just he's still really good. Mm-hmm. Um and they only lose two games we've talked about. It. They're fluky type losses. Otherwise, they're undefeated. Um and it as soon as he is declared for the draft, they start ripping him to shreds. No doubt. He's too short. Mm-hmm. He can't do this. He can't do that. They start tearing him apart. Yeah. They got to like I mean, they got to like I mean, he's limited. He's I mean, Baker Mayfield got ripped because he couldn't see, right? So and he couldn't find the lanes because he was too short. But he was so tough and he was gritty and his attitude was great. Now in the NFL, it's it's just so different. So I mean, but there's a need and he'll probably get drafted in the first round and he'll be a a project, right? I mean, he's not he's not a surefire oh, look, week one starter. None of he's these, a project. yeah, none of these quarterbacks that are coming into the draft this year. If they are taken, it's because the the need is there maybe more than the love of the player. Because to your point, it's the, well, can I find me a guy that can at least just get me to the playoffs? And then can I manage it from there to try to make us better? Because you don't know if Stroud's going to be high end. You don't know if Bryce Young's going to be high end or Levis or who knows. We talked about the kid Hainer from Fresno, Fresno State. State. In three years, that might be the guy, after he sits in the incubator a little bit, who might be able to take the field and be like, okay, I I got something here. But it is interesting to hear a former GM drive home the point of, listen, there's not a lot of them out there. And I don't think it is – there are going to be a lot of people that are going to look at Mac, and there is the, like, Wiggy and Shime crew who want to light him on fire and leave him on the side of the road. (laughs) Then there are those who I think can kind of look at him within context – and then there are those fans who are just like, go get a great one. Yeah. Go get- if so were, easy. If it were that easy to go get a great one, then everybody would have one. And even guys like Josh Allen, who have been pumped up for the last three years, MVP candidate, da-da-da. Even now, aren't people starting to look and be like, okay, he's good. He makes great plays but is he great enough to be able to get his team to where they want to be? Yeah. Even some people are now starting to question, has he maybe hit the ceiling a little bit? And that's a guy whose hand is stamped. He's going to be an MVP candidate for the next couple of yeah. years. Yeah, and then not only are they questioning him, they're questioning the entire team. They're questioning Sean McDermott. They're questioning Ken Dorsey, who took over for Brian Dable, who's now head coach for the New York Giants. All trickle Because Brown. all this, all you know, effect. all of them. So it is, so it just, it, it cracks me up like, it was like the perfect storm for Mac Jones and the Patriots based on the, the support that they provided him. Mm -hmm. Like just none of it was adequate, like none of it. So, all right. So sophomore slump is, you know, is usually a thing. And, and then, you, and you pair that with like incompetence. Well, when you have a sophomore slump because you're working with a junior high school coach. That's my point. Like it's going to multiply a, the effect, isn't pretty, it? Pretty big caveat to uh, throw in there. We do want to get to Thomas Dimitrov talking about the young quarterbacks and the resiliency. And then Foyer and I are going to get into more Super Bowl preview. Yesterday, we got run amuck with everything Kevin Durant. Uh, we'll take a look at the Kansas City offense against the Philly defense. 617-779. 793 seven we will do more football talk with our friend Andy Hart who will uh, join us at 12 20 this is crash and until you get Boston sports original on the go wherever you go just download the Odyssey app. Well, apparently it's going to be a uh, bad day for someone here at WEI, mm-hmm. or I would even say Odyssey Boston, because I don't know what Foyer knows in all this. Apparently at one thirty on Twitch, it's going to be a big video. Dragon Mego in here, apparently oh, yeah. as well. Mego's been victimized. I don't even know if she realizes it or not. Have you texted her to let I her sent know? Her a message she's like she's in, she's almost in tears. Oh, I'm sure. She cannot believe that somebody would would do this to her. And I'm like... Now, see, now uh, I feel like you're ribbing everybody. Now no, I feel I like not. you're turning I am, this into... I am not. This is 100% true, authentic, real. This happened yesterday. I'm not going to tell you when... There's a lot of like suspects, and I narrowed it down to three, and then I actually narrowed it down to one. You narrowed it down to three. To three. Yeah. First, I narrowed it down to three based on everybody's location, yeah, their to... whereabouts, what they were into, you their need personalities. To tell me about this. Yes. 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 What do you mean? I cu- I couldn't tell anyone about it. I didn't. I didn't share my information you with anybody. You didn't talk to Ken Laird about this. Mm. How'd you get the video? Well, I eventually this morning I had a I, I had a closed door meeting with him because I felt like. We needed to discuss this because I didn't want anybody like getting into real what trouble. In the world, well, okay. All right. So one thirty. Apparently, there will be video on Twitch as well, and Foyer is uh, up is, to. This is. Uh, hold on. Wait a second. Foyer is on. up to Listen something. Listen to this. Can you hear? This? Hold on. Oh, did you just? What do you think that is? Did you? You just. You, hear that? you know what that's called? Patting myself on the back. No, but you know, but <laughs> what but is for it called? for those who are <laughs> cool and who watched <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> It's called the Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz, and Billy can attest to this. <laughs> I know I love how Billy co-signs on all Cause wrestling, wrestling cause, stories. Because Billy, and if you're a <laughs> wrestling fan of the uh, 90s, you knew Barry Horowitz, the one of the greatest Jewish wrestlers who ever lived, um, was the guy who never won a match. But whenever they would intro him, what you just did <laughs> for you, that's what he would do. They'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, 232 pounds. And as they did, they put the hand in there, they go, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> he turned and he pat himself on the back. Nice. You just Barry Horowitz yourself. That's all right. I've earned it. All the work uh, well, I did. We'll we'll see about that. Uh Thomas Dimitrov earned himself the right to run an organization in the NFL for about thirteen years. And well, um, He talked with uh, our great uh, close personal friend Tom E. Curran and, of course, Phil Perry on the Patriots Talk podcast, and they also talked about the resiliency of young quarterbacks. Here's the way that went down relative to guys like Mac Jones.
1: Personally, as an executive, in my mind, a former executive, looking at this, I would say... Got to first get him back in line and, and feel comfortable that he's going to be able to recover and have resiliency. Continue to mature. I want to see. I want to see consistency, and I need to see that. I need to see the trajectory this way, not this. Mm-hmm. That that organization is not a this organization, right? I feel like New England, by trade and how everyone perceives it, is it's just got elements of maturity to yep. it and consistency to it for the most part, and I think they need
0: that from him if that's what they're going to continue to do. That's a big thing in my mind. Wow, you pick up that one line, this organization is not a disorganization. That's right. I love that line. It is true. They're mature. He's right, and they're consistent. Uh, 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 Listen, out of all the years that Bill's been here, um, last year was the one year we're like, huh? Like, what? Like That would be the one outlier of all the examples. So take out your best score and your worst score, and last year would be it for the Patriots, right? <laughs> like This is like the teacher that you love. Can we take out our best year and our worst year? That's a great way of putting it. it this really would be is. it. I would take this one out. It's like, oh, this one doesn't count, guys. Even though it was an 8-9 and nine season, yeah. which doesn't look like disaster. You were still in it to the end. Last year, even with all that, last year was worse than the cam year because you had something. You had arguably a playoff team if you just had one different coach. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's why I'm like, all right, listen, even, even like, even the best need the benefit of the doubt. So you just like, hey, this is not who they are. So I thought that was interesting because the question was what I think we are all asking, and, and which is everybody is asking, and wants to see is like Mac worth it? Is is Mac? You know what? I, is Mac the guy? Real basic, you know, surface-level analysis. Is is he the guy? Is he the guy? Well, I mean, yeah, okay, well, what do you need to see? Well, consistency, which Mm -hmm. you'll get from O'Brien. Resiliency, which, hell, I mean... Are you going? Are we going to look at? Are we going to look at do the outburst need, as a lack of resiliency? But do we need to ask if Mac Jones is resilient? I think absolutely. he survived last year. Yes, he's alive. So we don't need to like. To me, <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about is he resilient? He is. He is. So I feel like he has every you know attribute that you are looking for in a quarterback. I think he's smart. I think he's definitely tough. I think he is resilient. He's competitive. And he, yeah, I mean, he is. he's He's a goofy competitor but yeah it's he's competitive. I'd rather have that than a guy who's just like well, yeah. he kind of makes a me job. laugh when he is competitive cuz I feel like he's just sometimes he looks so unathletic like when he is trying to like run for it, his brace always gets screwed up. His his little wristband is flopping all over the place. That drove me crazy that they couldn't get better Velcro for that I, thing. I mean, honest to God. I don't know. Can you just, just swap that out us. for a new one? There are times where he is a little dorky. Yes. Maybe disheveled. Yes. But the guy gets up and he's there every play. Yeah. And he dealt with something that really no other second-year quarterback has ever had to deal yeah, with. Yeah, and, and that's why I said the other day, it was almost like he's got the stench of Patricia on him. It's not his fault. There's no question. He didn't hire him. So now he's like got this scarlet letter and he's walking around and nobody believes in him. Everybody's doubting him. And you have all these hey, listen, you're in a good organization. Even Brady talked about it. Like, who's going to turn you into something? Like, that's so important for young quarterbacks. So he was on the right track, mm -hmm. and then they ripped it away from him. Well, the 207 on the text says you'd be in the playoff team if Bill wasn't the coach. Please. Well, if Bill wasn't the coach, given the setup they had last year, that would have been a six-win team absolutely or a five-win team so the thing that he's yeah. the pro- listen did he make a bad choice in matt patricia yeah maybe the worst of his career i would yeah. say that if you're going to look at the whiffs in the, in the first round which there are so few this was his dominique easley in terms of picking a coach the dominique easley pick was so bad it's the one that stands yeah. out where you go wow he must have he must have had a joint before who he made that hit, right? Like who vouched for him? Because in the first round, you compare him to a bunch of others who've done the job for a long period of time. It isn't even close. Bill's got a billion hits. He's not Matt Millen in the first round. But for every bit as bad as easily was, that was Matt Patricia. Agreed. And it's just bad choices. It doesn't mean the guy doesn't get it, doesn't know what he's doing. He made a bad call. There's no and it hurt the team, there's no doubt. That's why we've seen the sense of urgency and throwing around some of Robert Kraft's money to go get Bill O'Brien and Adrian Clem. Yeah, I mean, and even in the it's like you know, even you know, when it comes to a part of that we didn't play was just the 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 commitment to bringing in Bill O'Brien, bringing in uh, Clem, spending money that they usually don't spend. They don't throw money around like they they're Over so a cheap million. Dollars. They just don't do it. They, they're so tough for them. Like they squeak when they walk. They're so tight with money. Well, that's a bill thing. Well, I know, but listen, he's responsible for Kraft's money. Well, yes. I mean, it's really Kraft's money. He says, I'll protect it. I'll I'll spend it wisely. But do you think that there was – excuse me. Do you think there was no money last year, which is why they didn't have an offensive coordinator? Because I don't buy it. No, I don't think the money has anything to do with it. It was Bill's choice of the whole, hey, okay, he's idiots in Detroit. Keep paying this guy. I'll put him in a role that he's really not qualified for. Yeah, so so to me, what I get from – so far is from Super Bowl weekend – Anybody that's out there covering the team, Mike Giardi, uh, you know, uh, Curran, uh, you name it. Coop's going out there, right? Coop's going to be out there. Uh, <laughs> I doubt he'll be. Uh, you He's going to be golfing with Joe Kelly. Yeah. Um, hey, Coop, I, get us something from Radio Row. What's that? Yeah. Where is that? Right. Who's there anyways? I can't get a credential. Can I expense my Uber? <laughs> um, Man. I would say, based on what I'm hearing, it's only Wednesday, so it's really at peak. Uh, I guess radio row media row uh, you know influence is that everybody's like saying don't worry that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling listen guys he's in such better hands everything's basically fixed Bill uh, Bill screwed up one time A good organization uh, smart people mature they're not really reckless so they made one bad mistake mm-hmm. I, I was drunk it was spring break I mean like, I was like my friends were telling me to do it. Like what do you want from me? I was, you know, one of those situations, and sure enough, it comes back to bite you on the ass, right? It really did. And now, hopefully, they have fixed it. So that was Tom Dimitrov on sort of the way general managers look at uh, young quarterbacks. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and on the Gram. Get us on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier. Twitter at Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Get Christian on Twitter, at Christian Fourier. You can get me, at the real Gresh, G-R-E-S-H. Uh, let's get to the Super Bowl, because yeah. we talked about the coaches on Monday. Yesterday, we kind of got hijacked by Jalen Brown, yeah. Kevin Durant, and you and I yelling at each other. But let's look at the Kansas City offense against the Philadelphia defense coming up in this Super Bowl 57. Um, maybe the best defensive line... The Chiefs will have played against this year, if not, if not the best, probably one of the top three defensive lines. Philly is going Usually. to bring in the matchup against a Kansas City offense that, by the way, where the center and the left tackle and the left guard all were pro bowlers, and a couple of those guys are gonna get, you know, the all pro nods and all that. We know Joe Tooney's really good. Orlando Brown Jr., pretty good. The center, Creed Humphrey, what a steal in the second round. So you've got two really good teams along the lines of scrimmage. So what gives in the Kansas City offense against the Philly? Yeah, okay, so I'm just trying to think of the things that stand out to me. So I look at uh, that offense, and I go, okay, when did they – when did we first kind of see them get exposed to a similar defense? And I will go back – to the Tampa Bay Kansas City Super Bowl, when that can't when that Tampa Bay defense really disrupted, wreaked havoc, created a lot of chaos, made things really difficult for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That you could say that the defense won that Super Bowl more than Tom Brady did. They were special. They were like they were really good, and they didn't do it with a lot of exotic blitzes. They didn't do it with a ton of pressure. They did it with four guys. That's what Philly's going to do. Philly's not going to. Philly is going to sit there. And they are going to um rush you with four guys. And they're going to force Patrick Mahomes to kind of figure out the riddle. What are they doing with all those guys in coverage? Mm-hmm. How do I find soft spots? How do I find voids? How long can I run around and not not make a reckless, stupid decision because somebody's baiting me? That's what I think the issue is. I think that they can, for the most part, you know, hold up, right? But I don't think they're gonna they're gonna blitz them a lot because he'll he he's so good at like Brady throwing against the blitz. So, but I have a lot of faith in just that entire process because I look at them the same way I look at Brady and Bill. Am I really going to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Do I really feel comfortable doing that? No. I don't. Ah, but their defense, hey, if if you include the playoffs, the two playoff games, that's the third most sacks in the history of the NFL. Seventy plus sacks. It's pretty crazy. They have so many guys with ten plus sacks. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, Hassan Reddick is special. Hey, I got an idea. Let's look at that San Francisco game. Let's not play action to one of their best pl- pass rushers. Let's not bootleg backside and then roll front side and and hope that a tight end can block one of their best pass rushers with a head start. Like, let's not give him the advantage. All those stupid plays that the San Francisco 49ers ran before Purdy got hurt, they're not going to run those plays. This is where the coaching does tie in a little bit because you got Andy Reid, a nuanced play caller who's been in this moment before, up against Jonathan Gannon, who is in his second year as the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles under Nick Sirianni. And to me, this is where your chess match also begins because what you brought up was the raw one-on-one, player for player. But is Philadelphia going to be able to have a layered enough game plan to be able to frustrate Patrick Mahomes, to be able to take away the Kansas City running game? The Kansas City running game isn't great, but if they get 85 yards rushing, that is plenty enough balance for Mahomes to be able to do what he needs to do to win. Whereas with Philly – I think they got to run the ball a lot on offense. It's going to be different. I know we'll get to that breakdown on the other side, of, you know, tomorrow and in the coming days. But that to me is what is all right. How do you get Mahomes uncomfortable? Because it really is all about him. You know, they still have those speed guys. They uh, what was it? You know, Isaiah Pacheco's is another one of these quick twitch dudes. I think they put McCole Hardman on IR and activated Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Uh, Now, I don't know what that's going to do to kind of change the running game, but I know what it does do. It gives them different styles of running backs to be able to hit Philadelphia with, which means different kinds of runs out of the mind of Andy Reid. And that, to me, is where, all right, is Philly schematically going to be able to keep up with everything that Reid is going to throw at them? See, I just, I mean, I keep going back to this Tampa Bay game. So, Tampa Bay beat... The Kansas City Chiefs 31 to 9 in 2021, right? It was that Super Bowl that Tom Brady the first year after he left. Patrick Mahomes was a 26 of 49, 270 yards, an average of 5.5 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions and he was sacked 3 times and harassed multiple times, hit multiple times. He had a a QBR of 42.2 and a quarterback rating of 52.3. Oof. That is a defense that made the difference. So the de- so they only generated 9 points. In that game, Kansas City had a field goal in the first quarter, second quarter, and then the third quarter, and then that was it. Nothing else. And I think a texture makes a good point here. Kansas City was missing both tackles against Tampa. So injuries were a part of it as well. And that D line with Tampa was pretty good. But if you're Philly, I don't know if you can look at that and say, that's the way we're going to attack them. Because I, I, I think this O line, I think this O line is better. Really, it comes down to Christian. How many third and longs can they get Kansas City in? Because that's where Philadelphia's really been able to eat. There might be some early blitzes here and there, but does it really come down to can the defensive line stop the run enough to get to get Kansas City into third and eight or longer, so those pass rushers can then get after Mahomes? No, I I, I hear you. I just look at it as, um. You don't – you're not – You like, any time a high-level offense played against a fast, um, uh, versatile – because Philly's got good corners, okay? Uh, They got uh, a great front seven, a great front four. They're very, you know, uh, creative with the way they, like, move guys around. Mm -hmm. But they just don't have to commit, you know, six guys to making a difference. They will put seven guys back in cupboards. And then you got to solve the problem. All right, well, that's what Tampa did. So I would say that if I'm Andy Reid, I'm looking at that game, and I'm thinking, well, I know what they're going to do. Because people used to do the same thing to the Patriots, but they just didn't have the defensive players to do it. Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't do it. So, But this team can do it. But I think at this point in time, I think Kansas City like actually almost like learned their lesson. Hey, the last time you played against a defense like this, this is what they're going to do to you. You know what prop I'm actually going to do some uh, work into today? I wonder where the Mahomes rushing total is at. Why?
1: Just running for his
0: life. A little bit of that, but also, you know what you just described? Quarterback on third and eight. You only got four rushing. You're dropping seven. All he's got to do is make one guy miss to be able to get that first down. And not that that's Patrick Mahomes' game, but if you start to get into the second half and it's close – those are the kind of plays that I think he's gonna make. Yeah, it's funny. Like, it's it, was it? Uh, so he was on Radio Row or doing an interview yesterday, and Patrick Mahomes was talking about like he gets ripped for not being very fast. I was like, well, I mean, and his answer to that was, you know, I run just fast enough to get away from the guy that's chasing me. That's you. really all it like, is. Absolutely. Who cares you if don't you run a 4-2? I run fast enough to get away from the guy that's chasing me. <sighs> Most overrated thing is the whole you know quarterback's <laughs> yeah. speed and the ability to run and all that kind of stuff. Uh, time for us to give you some bets. We'll uh, give you the lunchtime parlay. Foyer's in, so I'm it's in, a baby. four-leg parlay next. WEI. WEI. New England Sports Original. AUD. CY type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. All right as all of WEEI waits for Christian's big reveal at 1:30 of Oh yeah. Some sort of caper that has gone on. So Ryan just came in. He was he was asking the same questions. I said, listen, I, I cracked the code. I know who did it. The first thing Ryan did when he walked in, he said, "Blame you." First of all, he blamed me. Well, he's he like he's like I, he's like he's like I want to know who did it. So he thought I was the person who took what was actually missing. And I said, "No. Why would you point the finger at me? What proof did you even have?" So we know that something went missing. Yeah. And that you have apparently cracked this code. Yeah. Yep, in and my, there's video, uh, and there's video that we will show on our Twitch stream. You didn't even know your email address at nine know, fifty crazy? this morning, and yet you somehow ended up with this video. This feels like something's up. It feels like no, there's a no. I will say no. Listen, ruse, no, or, no. This is one that you're in cahoots with no, someone here. I am mean, no. This is one. Listen, this is not a bit. This is not a gag. This happened real. The video that I'm going to show at one thirty is from our security cameras. <laughs> it's hilarious. Right? <laughs> it is so funny. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely out on this. I have no idea what's going okay. on. So 1.30, apparently Foyer's yeah. got video. Twitch.tv slash Boston uh, Weei. Follow WEI on Twitch and subscribe. All right, time for the lunchtime parlay. And, well, Foyer saved us from the golden sombrero yesterday of going 0 for 4 with our picks Foyer had Michigan State on the money line. They beat Maryland. VCU lost a close one to Dayton. Suns didn't cover, and the Lightning got beat outright. That chicken-nick pick goes against Terp's record, which is already not good to begin with. So It's getting better. It is getting better. Uh, Terp, quickly, how was your uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? A lot of fun. Good to get uh, get in the sun and get out of the cold. Two things. Did you meet a lady that you want to put on scholarship? I did meet a lady, but I'm 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 going to leave, it, her, there. Gonna leave to it, it there. I'm going to leave it there. How about that? Okay, so my question: stank on your hang low there while you, you were gone. Uh, no comment. So uh, oh, my question is: cause John Anderson would have been in the uh, waiting room for a test when you, he was working this time. Slot. You did you uh, did you bring back any souvenirs other than like stuff that you can bring back through customs? No, I didn't. I so no didn't. souvenirs. Okay, I, you don't know what type of souvenirs. So I'm you talking about. So you weren't like Kyle Busch yeah. uh, in Mexico with a gun and apparently had to no. pay to get out of the. I country. had an idea, but if we were late for that flight, my mother would have killed me. So and I didn't like- take the uh, I didn't take the chance. There's not some young lady that's going to come back for you in a year from now and be like, "Hey, meet your son." Yeah, no way she's going to find me because she's from Spain. So uh- I'm good. Oh my go. god. So How she didn't even speak that, English. though. If I was like la- we're talking about him getting laid on a yeah. family trip and he's like, Boy, if I was late for the play, my mom would have yelled at me. I would have never been invited back. Oh my <laughs> lord. Well, you're I mean, you're at the age to where you're about to get punted off the I family know, trips anyway, so it kinda stinks, but Yeah. I mean yeah. Foyer's almost at the point where on the high end, it's like, Yeah, you older kids don't get to come along anymore, but you young kids oh, let's I'm go there to no, World. I'm there now. You I have one out. that always gets to go. Kick them out. The rest, I'm like, you got to buy your own ticket. <laughs> Ruthless. Yes. Buy your own ticket. In the words of Dave Chappelle, cold blooded. <laughs> All right, let's get to the lunchtime parlay. Uh, we're going to try to change up the old T ball here. I'm going to lead it off a little bit. Uh, this number's going up, which actually makes me happy because I think the Pacers have the ability to go into Miami and kind of hang tonight. It's gone from six and a half to seven. Uh, give me Indiana plus seven against Miami tonight. Billy Lanny. good morning, friend. What do you have here? What's going on? How are you? Doing all right. So uh, Kyrie Irving makes his debut tonight against the Clippers. Give me Kyrie Irving over 27 and a half points. That might be the steal of the night. Landman. Yep. Let's see. It. Let's Cons- enjoy the honeymoon while it lasts. Oh, yeah. He's going to be on his best behavior for a couple of weeks. So we'll ride the uh, Kyrie train. Terp, what do you got? Give me the Celtics on the minus four and a half hosting the 76ers. You would think the Sixers are a good rebounding team with Embiid, but they're actually 28th in the league. And the Celtics are 22 and five when they out rebound their opponents. So that enough is to sell me on the Celtics. And the good doctor yesterday down in Philly apparently said that, uh, yeah, there's a little extra juice to this game tonight. Ooh, he's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what do you got? All right, so I'm going to go. I'm going to stay on this game also, Celtics and uh, 76ers. I'm going to go Jalen Brown over 25 and a half points. That's set at uh, minus 130. And I'm looking at this is only the second time this year that the Celtics have played the 76ers. Do I have that right? Opening the opening night in October? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think so. All right, so Jalen Brown had 35 points in that game. 35 points, obviously, coming off of practicing in the pool. You know, dribbling in the pool didn't have a lot of turnovers over, anyways. He averages 27 points tonight. Uh, right now, this uh, for this one is a 25 and a half. I think he does that, and I think the Celtics win. Interesting. All right, so we got Jalen Brown over. Feels like that's a it feels like almost every time the Celtics play, we have a Jalen Brown over in terms of points. I'd, I'd have to go back and do the research. Jalen Brown over, Celtics minus four and a half. Kyrie over 27.5. And, and the Pacers plus seven against the Miami Heat. Ladies and gentlemen, your $10 will win you $74.56 on this four-leg parlay here on the Gresh and Fourier program. You can uh find those picks on Twitter. Gresh Fourier W-E-E-I. Uh, just real quickly because I know we have a minute here and we're going to get into what Robert Kraft said about uh, Tom Brady coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Also, the latest update on what is going on relative to the Celtics and the trade deadline. Um, So the 207 that I mentioned earlier, who you and I kind of scoffed at with Mm -hmm. the whole, yeah, this this team would have been worse if Bill wasn't the coach. Uh, So the 207 sends this. Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dayball, uh, and Zach Taylor isn't a first-year head coach, but I won't quibble with the guy. All first-year head coaches that did pretty damn well, so don't give me the who-would-you-rather-have-ish. A fresh, new face might actually work. Okay, number one, you're really not convicted in your point when you say it might actually work. Own it. And we can also go through the litany of first-year head coaches who have completely soiled themselves on the job. We're going to run down that list, too. If you don't like Bill and you think he stinks, God bless you. Go into the Ron Borges corner and go hang out with the rest of the people that think that, right? But uh, you're not in reality. And again, for as much as you could cite, by the way, all those people who have jobs, so maybe this guy would love to go get Eric B. Enemy, who no one's hired in five years. Maybe Buddy Hackett will be available. You can go get him. Or you can always bring in Urban Meyer. There was one. About how that. about how about uh Steve Wilkes or Lovey Smith? Or ooh, the 207. He wants David Culley. Oh ah, my God. Oh, that'll fix everything, right? How about, oh, you know what? Maybe Matt Patricia was a first time head coach. Might as well give Joe Judge another da- try. Oh, that's just right. throw him. Just re, I mean, you know what? I heard uh, Romeo Cornell is thinking about jumping back into the coaching ranks. My, Charlie Weiss, how about that? He's Charlie Weiss, really, he's be never a, been a head coach in the pros. No, he hasn't. He'd be a first time. Again, so it's easy to cherry pick some of the dudes who worked, who, by the way, it took two chances before McVay won a Super Bowl. Mike McDaniel barely made the playoffs. Kevin O'Connell was a first round out. Dayball did a hell of a job. Zach Taylor almost went back to the Super Bowl. One of those guys won, but apparently they're all the bee's knees because they're new. Uh, That said, Celtic 76ers tonight. We'll give you the latest on who's in and who's out. Trade deadline in the NBA is tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And Robert Kraft talking Tom Brady celebration. That's next.